Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis. Felt like I was trapped between a rock and a hard place. Then I started Cosentix. Cosentix Secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe black psoriasis, 300 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. If you're looking for a place where the wide open skies and the towering mountains inspire you to find an untapped part of yourself, you might want to take a trip to Wyoming. It's a place where bold, curious spirits forge their own way on all types of adventures. There is no shortage of iconic, expansive landscapes out there. You can discover breathtaking hikes, stunning state parks, authentic Western culture, and other historic sites, along with the tales of famous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and pioneers like Buffalo Bill Cody. The truth lies West. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com. Hey, everyone. I have a quick favor to ask. We are up for a Signal Award. This is like a podcast awards thing. And uh, we're in the category of best commute podcast. It would be really lovely if people wanted to go and vote for us in that category. It is the Signal Awards and the category is best commute podcast. If you went over there and voted for Atlas Obscura, I would be very grateful. Okay, onto the show. Hi, you have reached the Atlas Obscura podcast line. Uh, I'm Dylan Thuris. Leave me a message about a strange, unusual, or surprising place that happens to be near where you grew up or where you live now. Hi, my name is Patty Mikowski, and we live in kind of a time warp. It's a small fishing village uh, just a few steps south of the Canadian border. Um, it's still very much a fishing village. Uh, both white and fish, native people go out fishing every day and night that they're allowed. And really, if you remove the sound of the diesel engines, there's nothing that's going on today that hasn't gone on. It takes me back hundreds, if not thousands of years. You can see the way the life just continues on the way it always has. Something very timeless about it. One of the cool things about Blaine is that in the late 19th century, this is where the Americans and the British first met to establish the 49th parallel, separating our two countries. And marker number one is right outside. I live on my sailboat. Uh, right outside, I can see it from my, my boat. And uh, then they took it across the country, across the 49th parallel, all the way out to, I guess, Newfoundland. Uh, we also have the Peace Arch. And that is uh, a beautiful monument celebrating the longest undefended border, international border on Earth. So that's kind of cool. I wasn't born here. Um, we sailed up here six years ago thinking we would continue on to Alaska and then go down to Mexico. But there is something captivating about this place. There's just something that brings the past alive. Thank you. Bye-bye. I'm Dylan Thuris, and this is Atlas Obscura. 
a celebration of the world's strange, incredible, and wondrous places. Today, we climb aboard with Patty Mikowski to talk about Blaine, about boats, and about living at the very end of the longest border in the world. Batten down the hatches. We'll be right back. Hold on one second. I'm just, I just got it back up. Oh, no yeah, problem. I just got back on the boat and we're in the middle of a gale. Oh. So we're trying to batten down the hatches here. <laughs> you should do that. <laughs> oh no. It's just, we have like 45 mile an hour winds and, uh, it's always an adventure. Uh, I don't think I've ever heard batten down the hatches used in a, like a, a real conversation. Yeah, I know. I know. It's quite unusual. We've been, we've been living aboard for six years. So I, I tend to talk in boat speak. As you can hear, I called Patty back at an exciting time, in the middle of this storm. Man, that is wild. I don't know, for some reason in my mind, you were on like a placid, calm uh, inlet. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Not in the wintertime. Pacific Northwest is very hardy. People live here. Okay, so this is going to be a play-along-at-home game. Go to Google Maps and zoom into the U.S.-Canadian border. Start just after that little bit sticks up in Minnesota. You can pause if you want. I'll be here. Okay. Are you there? Good. Zoom all the way in. If you scroll along the border, you'll notice a strange shadowy gap in the trees. That's called the border slash. It's a 20-foot-wide treeless zone that runs through everything from little isolated islands in Maine all the way to Arctic Village, Alaska. Every American pays around half a cent a year to maintain that slash. East of Minnesota, the border is jagged. It traces along lakes and rivers and other natural boundaries. But heading west from Minnesota, it's a smooth, straight line. It follows the 49th parallel. That's about the same latitude as Paris. So. In your map, if you scroll, scroll, scroll along that until you get to the edge of the continent where the border hooks down under Vancouver, right there where the straight part ends, up in that northwest corner of the U.S., is a town called Blaine in Washington. If you zoom in on the bay, you'll see some boats in the dock. And there you are at the floating home of Patty Mikowski. Why did the boat stop in Blaine, of all places? It is literally 100 feet south of the Canadian border. <laughs> and the boat was breaking down. Close to the Canadian border is an understatement. It's easier for me to go to lunch in Canada than it is to, for me to go to lunch in the United States. After living in Blaine for six years, the borders come to define Patty and her husband's lives in all kinds of interesting ways. When the pandemic hit in 2020, it became a kind of wall, even on the water. Prior to COVID, uh, we were inundated with Canadians every day, Vancouverites actually, coming across the border to go shopping. Now, since COVID, the uh, border's been shut since March with no opening. And everyone who hated the idea of being inundated every day with people crossing the border is now missing it in their pocketbook. So it is, I think, 
they, we have learned a great lesson on how dependent we are on each other. I, I had a, a question. How do borders on, on water work? Um, we can sail into Canada. It's called right of innocent passage. If you cross the border by accident, it's no harm, no foul. If you land anywhere, a Canadian in the U.S. or a U.S. in the Canadian, if you land anywhere, you must declare yourself. And again, since COVID, nobody's allowed across the border, period. We have uh, friends have accidentally went across the border. At, they were out really testing the theory and they were immediately approached by Coast Guard. Um, I, I'm sure the surveillance is much more than we're aware of. It's no accident that Blaine is where it is at the end of the border. It has a long history. It was originally settled by the people that established the 49th parallel. Yeah, the army um, sent people from the United States and Great Britain sent people and they established that was going to be the separation between Canada and the U.S., but they had to measure it before GPS, which was quite, quite a job. And they think it took them years just to get the first two or three monuments in. And gradually over the years, they moved eastward, 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 eastward until it came out on the north side of Maine. Hello? Hi, can you still hear me? Hello? Hello? Yes, I think the storm is getting worse and I think the reception has gone. Can you call me later? Sure, sure. While we wait for the storm to subside, let's follow that same line. Let's take a walk along the 49th parallel. It's easy to forget how weird borders really are. The U.S.-Canadian border divides airports. It splits waterfalls. It even cuts through a library in the town of Derby Line, Vermont, so that if you want to check out a book, you're basically entering Canada. And it separates people who are otherwise very much the same. For a long time, the U.S. northern border stopped once it hit that lump in Minnesota. But people kept going farther and farther west. And when settlers following the Oregon Trail finally made it out to Oregon, assuming they hadn't died of dysentery, forced the British and American governments to hash out the final details. In 1846, the Oregon Treaty drew the final line, extending the border the rest of the way along the 49th parallel and just tucking it under Vancouver right there at the end. It was easy to draw the border on the map, but marking the actual physical border was done with a monumental effort by surveyors using compasses, angles, and the stars. The markers were meant to follow the 49th parallel, but actually they stagger a little bit, like a college kid coming home from the bar. Due to the lack of precision instruments, the markers meander for hundreds of yards from the line. Also, the surveyors might actually have been drunk. Anyway, even the line itself, the actual latitude line we call the 49th parallel, it moves over time, shifted a few meters here and there by the wobble of Earth's poles. Like I said, borders are strange. Of course, we need to acknowledge that all of this border-making was happening on land stolen from North America's indigenous people. Though sometimes the strange artificiality of the U.S.-Canadian border was something that indigenous people used strategically. Lakota fighters called the border the medicine line, and crossing over it into Canada stopped the U.S. cavalry right in their tracks. It gave the Lakota time to treat their injured, 
Out on the West Coast, a tribe known as the Semiamu First Nation originally occupied the area that's now Blaine, Washington. They lived on both sides of the border before there was a border. But as U.S. settlers and cavalry closed in on the area, the Semiamu moved north to live behind the border of Canada. There's still a town on the U.S. side called Semiamu, but today it's a golf resort. Hello, Dylan. Yeah, it's it's me again. I thought I'd just see if this was any better. It's much better, I think. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear it. The storm's passed, and Patty Mikowski is back on the line with me. And she's telling me why her and her husband have stayed in Blaine for over six years. I have fallen in love with this, seeing the whales and the otters and seals just coming up to you and, and barking at you and, and the eagles. As soon as you go offshore, you're in 500 feet of water, surrounded by volcanic mountains and very few people. And it is absolutely stunning. It's indescribable. As far as borders go, they're obviously a political and an economic construct. We are no different than the people north of us. They're no different than us. If it were up to normal people, if it were definitely up to sailors, there would be none. A lot of people don't get it, and it doesn't really matter. But for the few of us that live aboard boats, we all have these silly grins on our faces, and and it answers something for us that no one... Dirt dweller can understand as they call him. <laughs> I've never heard. I like. I'm glad to to now put myself in the ranks of dirt dweller. When people ask me what I am, I'll add that to the list. Uh, you seem. You both obviously seem quite free spirited. What is your next big adventure? Where are you going next? We, as I say, it's probably going to be down toward Mexico. That's a. It's a huge trip and. My husband always wanted to see Alaska. So what we will do, we do not know. It's either north or south. We're, we're pretty adventurous for an old couple. Well, thank you, Patty. Well, thank you for calling me. This has been fun. This has been fun. Agreed. It's been really, really nice. And uh, I'll talk to you again sometime soon. Bye-bye now. Bye. Thank you so much to Patty Mikowski for chatting with us. Uh, We asked our listeners to tell us about the wonders in their backyards. And so far, Patty is the only one who has a backyard 500 feet deep. But if you want to tell us about something amazing in your backyard or something unusual near where you grew up, please record a voice memo and send it to us at hello at atlasobscura.com. Or you can give us a call at 315-992-992. 7902 and leave us a voicemail. We may well use it in an upcoming episode. That number again is 315-992-7902 or you can email us at hello at atlasobscura.com. This podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Witness Docs. The production team includes Doug Baldinger, Chris Naka, Camille Stanley, me, Dylan Thuris, Sarah Wyman, John Delore, and Peter Clowney. Our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tyndall. This episode was mixed by Luce Fleming. I'm Dylan Thuris, wishing you all the wonder in the world. Witness Docs from Stitcher. Hi. 
Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis. Felt like I was trapped between a rock and a hard place. Then I started Cosentix. Cosentix Secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe black psoriasis 300 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. Now playing in Los Angeles. Exquisite food and drink. World-class art everywhere. Spectacular sports and dazzling Hollywood attractions. L.A. offers the full variety of food scene, from game-changing taco trucks to 35 Michelin stars. And did you know that Los Angeles has more museums and theaters than New York? It is indeed scandalous, but also unfortunately true. So get your fix in music, film, comedy, or world-class museums in L.A. Plus, you can get a behind-the-scenes movie magic with a world-famous studio tour. That is something that should be on everybody's bucket list. Start here with discoverla.com. 